Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm feeling so pumped. Welcome, welcome back to Ready, Set, Real Estate. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, founder, creator of all cool things and swag related to real estate, Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent. All right, listen, I am stoked with what's happening in the market, in life, in business. I'm in a space of gratitude, attitude of gratitude. Of course, like anything else, uh, if you don't put forth writing down goals and setting the actions to get to where you want to be, listen, sitting there, it's it's just not going to happen. I had this epiphany yesterday. I had this epiphany yesterday. And by the way, we've got a great, we've got a great topic today. Let me just uh, talk about writing down your goals first. Let me just give you, let me just love on you because we are in quarter um, three. This is it in terms of quarter three. This is it this month. We're in September. We've got what, two weeks, maybe days left. Maybe have days left before we jump into full gear of fourth quarter. And listen, y'all, it's, it's going down. It is going down. Before I do that, of course, let me do sound check because <laughs> I'm going to get in here and start talking. And then you'll be like, I can't hear you. So let me let me just do that real quick uh, because this topic is very important as it relates to rising interest rates, to the economy as a whole. And then I was overhearing something about nuclear weapons and, you know, this Inflation Reduction Act and $1,500 checks or debits or, you know, check. I, this is a lot. It's a lot. You got, it's a lot. Rents going up. Rates going up. Gas is up. Well, they say gas is down, but the gas is still up. Gas, I mean, from what I remember, gas, listen, gas is no joke. I know makes makes these uh, Tesla and hybrids and eco cars all the more popular. You know, I finally got an eco car. Oh, I've been riding my old truck. I sold my truck. Yes, I finally sold my truck. I had some folks clowning me about my truck. Listen, I rode my truck to the wheels, fell off. Me and my truck, we we I shared with my son. I said, Poppy, I said, you've been in this truck since you were two. So yes, we've, we finally have moved on, but I say that in the spirit of, ah, there's a lot going on. So all good things. <clears throat> Let me do this. And so what I was wanting them to do is make sure I do sound check. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm totally... <laughs> This is not the show. Like it was, this is something else. Wow. What am I doing? Okay. Uh, I apologize. Let me get myself together. Here it is. Here it is. I, I was playing a whole, <laughs> the last episode on um, adjustable rate mortgages. By the way, I was noticing the viewership on the B of A show. I mean, what? A hundred, over a hundred views. Wow. Incredible. That was a hot topic. So I'm glad I jumped in. Okay, cool. We're good. I'm glad I jumped in to discuss that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You know, I thought that was a Kevin Hart thing. I've been reading Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. That was Matthew McConaughey that started the all right, all right, all right. That was Matthew McConaughey. And I remember that. I remember the movie. I, well, vaguely. It was uh, one of those old movies. That was him. It's interesting. It's interesting when you are, okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but not really. When you are in alignment and when you know in your fiber, like what you want to do, what gives you joy, it is an amazing like light bulb. And so it brings me back to what I was sharing about this epiphany that I had. As I was listening to, um, you know, National Association of Broadcasters and I was I'm listening to talk radio and I'm, I, I was listening to another podcast and podcaster and I was hearing 
this thing about uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Syed, I think it was, who's been recently released. Uh, I listen. Sometimes I become an emotional baby, right? I schedule cries and times to be emotional. Whole another topic about how I compartmentalize things. But I was just really what grabbed my attention. So I'm off topic, y'all, but I really am still on topic because I'm talking about writing your goals and executing and doing the things that bring you joy, right? Especially because in the nature of my business, I get to come across people that are in the senior years, they're elders, they're in their 80s. I get to hear their stories. I get to hear like the, the nuggets of life, the wisdom. And so it had me thinking about what I've been doing on the show five years in and I've been thinking in a bigger scale, like, you know, you know, what are we going to do? How long am I going to do it? Who's going to take it over when I'm not going to, you know, be here? And so it was just really interesting as I'm seeing more people take to podcasting. By the way, if you didn't know, I have a class and I teach you how to do podcasting. I teach you how to do what I do now, create a platform. And for those of you, it's very simple, easy steps can get it up and running five minutes. Um, for those agents and lenders that joined my classes in the past, they were like blown away. Some of them still have their podcasts and they're still doing it, using it with their marketing. So kudos to you. And so as I've been doing this, I was thinking about this podcast, right, by uh, Sarah Koenig. And she's got this podcast called Serial that was fe became featured into an HBO documentary. And this is, she's a journalist and she's just taken what she enjoys doing in journalism and shedding light on those stories. And she had followed a story about a, a young teenage um, uh, guy who was charged for the murder of his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. They were both honor students. And he just was released yesterday after serving, serving 20 years of a life sentence. Now, this also is part of a larger movement called the, uh, I think, Juvenile Reduction Sentencing Act or something like that, where if you were convicted or charged of a crime when you were 17 uh, and you served X amount of years, you they are releasing them. And I'm, I'm glad for that because, yeah, when you're young and life is hitting you. And I'm telling you, I've worked with youth. I've worked with at-risk youth and to see and hear and, and experience the hardships and the rough things that they are experiencing, like it becomes, you know, product of your environment type thing. So I say that to say, I had this epiphany, <laughs> said that word three times. I've had this epiphany that I am so vested in full throttle in Ready Set Real Estate that as long as I have a voice and I have breathing parts in on this planet, I will continue to bring you the latest, the news, the raw, the uncut side of real estate. Because again, most people are talking about how wonderful and easy and the shiny and the glitz, but they don't talk about having to deal with squatter removals, uh, they don't have to talk about the things we've got to be safe about. Um, you know, especially I, I've got colleagues and more people talking to me about CNC, which is conceal and carry in terms of, you know, just being safe out here. So, you know, I've, I've, I'm getting where the more we amp up the marketing, the more phone calls I get and the complete strangers like we don't know who these folks are. So I say that to say. Write down those goals because for me, Ready Set Real Estate has been that goal. We're five years in, and guess what? We're in episode 177. Let me just redo our caption right here. We had a great show last week. Uh, we were talking about lowering your payments potentially with adjustable rate mortgages and who would be ideal candidates for that product. I will say, as a professional and seen it go to work, uh, it is not for everyone. So let me just go jump right in here and do our show caption. In the meantime, I want to introduce our sponsor for today's episode, of course, Ominous Property Solutions, uh, helping us you know, with our cleanouts, our lockouts, our board ups, whatever you need uh, that really helps you move through the sale of a property, I must say, uh, five stars, 10 stars. We'll be right back 
after a sponsor break. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. As I'm on this topic of pre-foreclosure, why am I talking about pre-foreclosure? Because yes, the number's up. Foreclosures will be up. In fact, I'm noticing that even LA uh, Department of Consumer and Business Affairs is now having a webinar on talking or discussing liquidation. What's another word for liquidation? Selling your property if you can no longer afford it. Bomo, welcome. Welcome to the show. He says, who should get into real estate? Those who are interested in real property. And real estate is such this vast thing because when I discuss this topic of real estate or this industry of real estate, which by the way is one point two trillion dollars trillion with a t not a b it's a one to 1.2 trillion dollars industry there is room for everyone meaning not just on sales not just on the loan sides but for example a company like ominous property solutions who handles the cleanouts the junk removals the board ups the lockups the change outs uh the cleaning deep cleaning we just had a property uh, that we had to do a deep cleaning. We had to do a removal of a whole bunch of stuff because hoarding is a real thing. Some folks are really addicted to their stuff and possession. So, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, wonderful. So Bomo says, I'm very interested in it. I just don't know where to start. I appreciate this. I appreciate this because it's not just you. Which is why, if you go back to some of the archives, when Ready State Real Estate first started, we featured 67, how many? 67 careers, independent contractors that don't require a license or a college degree to be in real estate. Go figure. So if you go to the early episodes, that's like 2017, 2018, just check them out. I, I brought on different people on the show uh, to talk about what they do in real estate because it's not we're not all me right we're not all the super agents and the brokers and the salespersons there's tons of people in this business and you just got to feel what you know what feels good what gels with your spirit right so thank you thank you again he says greetings from chicagoland right welcome i like chicagoland it's very different from hearing it as shy town right chicagoland i really so I won an award in Chicago. I went for a conference. I won an award. It was the National Association of Women in Real Estate Ecosystem, I think. And so I, I was one of the um, award winners as a trailblazer in the business. And I didn't really get to enjoy Chicago for its beauty. I mean, I was like, what? Waterfront and different stuff. And yeah, so I should be back. I just don't usually like the cold, so <laughs> I don't know when I'll be back, but I know I want to be back. Great. I trust you stick around, Bomo, that that would answer some questions. Like I said, go back to some of the archives. We had over 60 people I brought on the show to talk about different aspects. You're talking about home inspectors, right? That's a that's a box in a business. If you check out InterNACHI, uh, I think it's InterNACHI.org. There's uh, someone else. I get this question a lot. I'm noticing is people are looking for ways to earn money and make your schedules and make your time. If you don't mind putting in some work and then if you want to delegate or manage other people, there's tons of opportunities for you to create a lucrative business. In fact, the one that I'm really impressed with right now as of recent is retrofitting, retrofitting like that. That's very easy, like putting in smoke. These are things that we have to do part of our contract. 
and it's putting a smoke detector, making sure the water heater is double strapped and braced, uh, making sure that the uh, gas meter has the seismic shutoff valve, making sure, uh, so I said smoke detector and carbon monoxide. What else? Making sure uh, low flow, low flow toilets and shower heads. There's a whole business going through properties and making sure and checking that off and signing off on um, for LA, it's 9A report for compliance purposes, uh, LA, Los Angeles, DWP certificate, your state may have some, you know, same requirements at minimum, right, that have to be done. That's why when people say like buying this property as is, yes, it means where is an as is, but there is contract verbiage in there that says properties have to be sold at minimum with safety and health matters addressed and that's like city compliance the seller may not do it right but that means buyer has to be responsible for doing it the compliance is required re regardless of who is doing it so not there's not really an as is because you have to comply with whatever the local ordinance is right all right are we ready for today because i'm gonna do classroom style of course before i do that uh, let me get into some disclaimers here about the show. Of course, this information provided uh, on the show in the series should not be considered legal or tax advice. Of course, speak to those legal, licensed, reputable for people in the back, reputable professionals. Please seek those folks regarding your specific situation. Situations. All right. Got it. Good. Head nods. Th thumbs up. Wonderful. Uh, for those of you who may say, well, who are you? How can you get to teach this information or share or facilitate, right? Well, it's funny because um, as I'm revamping where I'm revamping the super agent trademark and designation. So uh, I'm designing specific, um, I'm designing a, a specific training uh, that would allow professionals to use and, and use that designation because they have completed certain requirements is I deem in my experience our minimum because overall I was just having this discussion with another agent colleague and you'd be surprised that although there's some big franchise companies out here large small there isn't um, as much quality training right because it's sometimes it's just to get in it's about the numbers and and companies do earn you know agents will pay in monthly desk fees or whatever it is and sometimes there's just an overwhelming amount of agents that are with certain companies large or small and the missing element here is the responsibility i think we have as broker owners to really train and facilitate the right tools and resources to those industry professionals, the next generation of agent professionals who are going to be serving their respective tribe and communities. And from the things that I've experienced and seen, like having to take over deals and clients coming and saying, I felt like a paycheck or, you know, they weren't forthcoming. They, you know, they, it's just, it's wild out here and it's going to become more wild, which is why I think the super agent um, uh, training and designation is timely because it's going to get really wild out here. All right. So who am I? Broker owner of the venue estates. That's our independent real estate company, uh, separate from Ready, Set Real Estate, of course. I'm a, a trained, certified, experienced as a pricing strategy advisor, foreclosure certified, probate um, experienced. What else? Um, oh, my favorite, which my uh, designate, my renewal is up for this. So got to renew, make sure I'm on top of it. Uh, but it's the seniors real estate specialist designation, which um, is near and dear for me because I really enjoy and love working with the senior community. I have a blast. My clients are anywhere from 60 to 80. I think my oldest has been 86 and wow right? Wow. Amazing. And I think in the same token, I'm, I'm going to include like probates in that with the senior real estate specialist, residential specialist designation, because we are also serving and working for 
the deceased owners, right? The estate person, that person who's passed away, who's done, you know, who's done uh, just sometimes great things when you hear those stories. So I'll save that for another discussion, but I just wanted to share that with you. All right, let's jump into this. Make sure you're sharing. You do know that the cost for this game, these real estate gems is free 99, but I do a price of admission and that's is press one. Let me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. Sharing is caring. Not only that, you empower somebody else. You never know because most people are not forthcoming about the situations that they're experiencing and you may never know what they're going through. So there might be something in today's topic or our past topics that they can benefit from, right? Some people are not going to come straight out and say, hey, I haven't paid my mortgage for the last 90 days. Although I did have that happen last week which I commend that person for sharing with my past client who then called me and said, Lisa, it's a, he's in panic mode. You should call him. He's expecting your call, right? So you just never know, all right? Appreciate you. FOMO says, one, shared it. I'm, I'm here. And two, I'm sharing it. Wonderful. I must do a quick shout out to those of you who are listening on the radio podcast as well. That means you're catching us on the replay of course, if in my magic world, until I level up to broadcasting and I get my own live radio show, uh, in the meantime, we're going to be doing replay. So make sure you hashtag replay. Of course, you're tuning in, not catching us on the live right now. But let's listen, I will say I love you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued support, doing amazing things near and abroad, meaning our audience is actually international. We have an international audience. Thank you to the Wi-Fi, 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 and the World Wide Web. Good stuff. All right. So you already know what was the price of the class because you're about to get this game and you make sure you uh, check in here. All right. So what, what are we talking about? Trustees sale, trustee, trustee sale date. So I'm noticing a couple things in my system and in the market is we are now up against foreclosures. That means uh, my industry colleagues, real estate professionals are either taking on listings, whether it's myself or someone else is taking on a listing, a listing being the sale of a property, working with the borrowers or homeowners or property owners to sell the property before what? Essentially before it is auctioned off. One of the things that I encourage people when you're facing uh, a couple things, and let's write this down. It's the notice of default. Yes, I'm going to harp on it. And I've been saying it for some time. So the NODs, yes, NODs. Remember, we talked about it last week. Uh, and we've talked about it probably all year round is because that's essentially that notice you get when you're past you. You know what those late notices look like. Sometimes pink, sometimes red. In real estate, it's not pink or red. It's a notice of default that gets delivered and posted on your door. So that's the essential beginning notice that you knock, knock, hello, you are late. They will send this when you are 90 days past you on your mortgage. Who is they? The lender. The mortgage servicer will send it on behalf of the owner of your loan. That could be Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. That could be um, an investor company because loans get sold all the time, every day. So this is why I say it is important for you to understand these terms and the implications and the stages of in the event you experience a hardship and you can no longer manage your real estate. That means you're no longer managing paying your, your mortgage on time. And that could be for various reasons. Like what reasons, Lisa? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that could be for reasons of death, job loss, divorce, job relocation in some instances, COVID, as we've witnessed. Many folks have not quite recovered, which is why we are seeing this 
you know, effort to pump money into the economy for those who are eligible and still experiencing hardship. We are in a tricky time market-wise, right? Because, you know, builders are kind of, you know, slowing down, but then we still have a shortage of inventory. There's still a buyer demand. You see the Federal Reserve is really trying to slow down or cool down uh, the economy overall by raising rates. They're just trying to tighten up on the cost of money circulating, right? So when they raise the rates, that's essentially mean the cost to lend out money that is passed out to banking is a little bit more pricey to have access to that money. It's a little bit more pricey to have access to the money. And so that cost ends up being passed down. And so the goal is to slow down all this money circulating in the economy. When you deal with monetary uh, and fiscal policy, monetary fiscal policy, in terms of booms and busts, recessions and inflations, it's just what the economy goes through. What I'm hearing in terms of the report is that our GDP has been down, right? That's the gross domestic product, has been down for two consecutive months. And they say by def definition, right? So financial economists and analysts say by definition, we are in a recession. So we are officially in a recession. That is not equated with a crash. I think the confusion is when people hear recession, they think crash. No, when I hear recession, I think opportunity. What does that mean, Lisa? Opportunity means pricing is a little bit more accessible to those who are interested in purchasing certain items, right? We are still noticing, um, I'm hearing like, you know, cost of manufacturing and cars and different things. There are certain car models too that are still not competitive. In fact, what's interesting with, with cars is I talk about homes and cars because we're dealing with the contracts of both and both were protected under the moratorium is that if you weren't paying on your car note, uh, just like you weren't paying on your mortgage, you were protected from you know repossession and foreclosure. That has now ended. But in the same context, I want to say that cars, certain cars, have still been priced over retail. Like it's 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 a whole nother conversation that's happening in in that manufacturers are starting to flag and ding ding dealerships who are overpricing right over the the suggested retail price of vehicles uh, by thousands of dollars. I mean, not like a thousand or two thousand. They're talking about like twenty, thirty thousand dollars than the manufacturer suggested retail price. So they're saying, hey, you're you're kind of leaving some folks out. You're creating this negative taste in in consumers about our car brand and name. I say that to say there's a lot happening. Agreed? Are you still with me here? Because this is still all interconnected as we talk about folks who are slipping into those hardships, right? Don't get overly excited about, you know, oh, we're headed, headed into a crash. Banks are way smarter than that. In fact, they are smarter than the average bear. So not likely that they're going to plummet our economy by allowing so much foreclosures to flood the market, thereby driving prices down, thereby creating more short sales and them hitting them with a loss or negative, right? Having to take less than what is owed. What bank wants to do that? Would you do that? Would you just, let's just think about this. This is common sense. This is numbers. This is economics. If someone owes you money, and you have lots of little notes that says you owe me money. And then you have to sell these little notes to recover the money owed. If you put all these notes onto the market and give buyers an opportunity to buy it from you, they'll say, oh my gosh, you have so many. Can I buy them at a discount? Can I buy them for less? Cause you have so many. And then you're like, uh, well, well, I, you, this, the note says I'm owed 50,000 here and 20,000 here, 100,000 here. And oh no, but you have so many. That's supply and demand. 
it is going to affect pricing. All right. It can be a lot, can be a lot. But if you just go back, slow down what I'm saying, revisit this conversation, because I touched on three topics right now, pre-foreclosures, short sales, and foreclosures. Okay. All right. We're good. Let's continue. So once you experience the notice of default, as I was sharing, you then, and you do nothing, you ignore it. You, not you specifically, the borrow property owner ignores it, the notice of default, you because you now 90 days and you don't pay what is owed, right? For some people, that could be anywhere from $5,000 to $99,000. But if you ignore that you owe this money, and the, the real challenge right now is that it will be challenging to try to refinance. So your next option would be loan modification. See if you can do a loan modification to adjust the rate in terms uh, to see if you know they can uh, add the uh, what is owed onto the back end and, and they'll just work it out with you if you're eligible. But here's the reality. Most are not eligible. So this is why I am seeing a much needed conversation and discussion about liquidation, which is selling the property before it is auctioned off. And that's essentially the focal point of today's show. I want to give you some bonus tips of giving yourself more time if you're faced with this, right? Because I've been able to successfully postpone the trustee sale dates in order to successfully close on the sale of the property. And this brings me back to what I opened up with. Why and who would be interested in liquidating before the trustee sale date, also known as the auction date? Well, anyone who would like to negotiate the sale on their terms, as opposed to trustee sale dates, if your property is auctioned during this pre-foreclosure process, that means you have no say in price. You have no say in how long you get to stay in the property. You have no say in at least negotiating relocation. It's not on your terms. In fact, you may receive a notice from the new owner, from their attorneys, stipulating, hey, we just bought this property at an auction. We bought the lien at an auction, which gives us right to the property and everything in it and on it. And we would like to retain possession. And then you get a writ for possession. Uh, that's a legal court order. You may get a unlawful detainer filed against you, which is an eviction order. And let me say this, as someone who will then need a place to live, you don't want to have these on your record because most property owners who do background checks will not look favorably upon you if you have a eviction recorded against you, okay? So it can snowball into more worse things if you are not taking care of business. So I must say, just work with the professional, call the housing HUD, the HUD housing counselors. All right. So I'm going to read this verbatim. So the trustee sale date is essentially the entity assigned. So it's usually a law firm um, that is the trustee acting on behalf of the beneficiary. These are all note and deed of trust terms. When you sign your mortgage, it says the beneficiary is the person who loaned you the money. They have the benefit of receiving the mortgage uh, payments. They have the benefit uh, in, in, in the event that you default, in the event that you default, right, right? Again, if you don't pay, they can sell the property as collateral to recover the monies owed to them, or also known as the outstanding balance. Okay. Are you with me feeling good about this? Let's continue. The elements to the actual notice of trustee sale. Now, because there are scammers out here, I do want to be clear of what the notice actually looks like. This notice is recorded. That's why I encourage you, if you get something that 
you know, is posted and you're not really sure, even if you're not late and then you someone posts a notice that, you know, they're going to auction your property. There are folks out here scamming you and trying to freak you out because of, you know, everything that's been happening in the economy. So I want to give you just some tips in terms of what the actual notice of trustee sale includes. And that's number one, the trustee sale number. This is the number that you can use to track the status of the sale. They, Depending on the company, they will reference a website that you can plug in the trustee sale number. Again, I'm giving you tips of how, buy, how to buy pre-foreclosures, how to find them. There's a website. I think we talked about this last time. Give me a minute right now and I can probably pull mine up. Hold up. Isn't that always nice? I just like, because I like visuals. I'm a visual learner myself. So sometimes it helps. Something. Oh, InSource. All right. So InSource logic. Is this helpful? Okay. So I'm going to do, let me see, login. Let me do, let me stop this real quick and I'm going to do a, sc a screen share. Share screen. Uh, 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 uh. Look at that. Boom, like magic. Okay, so this is uh, insourcelogic.com. Notice it says auctions, it says vendor or client, right? Auctions, vendor, client. So I'm in here as an existing user. And then again, we did this the last time and then it gives you a disclaimer, has my name and then I can log out, disclaimer. And I say, yeah, sure, I agree. And then I put this code in here, 606K3, just to make sure I'm not a robot. And see right here, boom, TS is the trustee sale number, which I was referring to on this stream, on this uh, page right here, right? So let's uh, let's see if I can, I'm trying to do something more like this. Okay, so I was saying trustee sale number, that first one. And so if you go in here in this system and you plug in the trustee sale number, it will pull it up for your property if you're the one just to see if it's legit. Um, and it will give you the status. It'll give you the, the auction date when they're planning to auction off your property with you in it. Whether you're in it or not, they're still going to auction it off. Um, specifically, you can, you can look up by states. So again, if you're interested in looking at pre-foreclosures and you want to search, you can look up by states. Uh, I've done this before. So you go California for me. Um, I like to serve the LA County. And then I'm going to pick a date. Let's see. Uh, let's look at October 6th. Let's look at October 6th. What's coming up? Who's selling what? Boom. And you see right here, there's a total of three part properties that's being sold October 6th. Very, very cool, right? So based on that information, based on that information, uh, you can tell what's being auctioned, right? So sale times, trustee sale number, LA County gives the address details, says behind the fountain, gives you the contact number. And sometimes they'll have the opening bid about, you can call and confirm what that is. Okay. Just gave you major game just now on how to track that. <laughs> what was the price of this uh, this class today? What was the price of admission? Huh? I want to know. What did I say? I said, let me know you're here. Press two, let me know you shared it. Because I see a whole bunch of people tuning in, but you're not letting me know that you're tuning in. Be nice and say, hey, say hi, say hello. Let's continue. All right. So then there's a title order number. So we're discussing the elements of the actual notice for the trustee sale. This is when it goes to auction. They notify you, they post it, and they record it in county public records. Because it's in public records, what does that mean? That means you are going to be inundated with every investor and real estate professional across the county and country who is interested in buying, selling or buying your property. Very overwhelming. You can get hundreds of calls and solicitations. People come right up to your door, knock on the door. So it can be overwhelming. This is why you want to know what to expect ahead of time because um, you just, you want to know, right? Appreciate you. Tyrone Knox Jr. says, two, I shared it. Cool. I'm here. Appreciate it. Cool. 
Um, Bomo says, shared this video. That's right. He says, share this video, dropping these games. All right. Because some oftentimes you're like, where, you know, I want a pre foreclosure. Look, this is, you know, this is free. You just got to be willing to do the work. For me, it is, you know, I go in, I check it. But sometimes because I'm active, like people just call me and be like, Lisa, I'm, this person's in foreclosure, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then you go, oh, OK, let, let's see what we can do. All right. Next thing you're looking for is the name of the trustee name of trustee, because in the event, let's say now let's speak from the property owner borrower side, you want to pay it before it goes to auction. So you need the name of the trustee because you have to communicate with them that, hey, these are my intentions. I need time. We're going to talk more about postponing these dates um, via the next slide when I talk about tips, because that's very important to know who's the trustee and who can request postponement and how do we do that? So that's important. Name and contact information. The deed of trust recorded date and the instrument number. This is actually the document that gives them the right, the legal right. So the deed of trust gives the, the trustee the legal right to auction off your property based on what you signed as the borrower. It's already stipulated in all those pages that you've been signing before settlement or at settlement. And when you close escrow, you essentially gave up the right in there to challenge this unless there's fraud, unless there's fraud or misrepresentation. But essentially that those documents, the verbiage in that paperwork stipulates that if you do not pay, it gives them the right to auction off your property. It also includes the date of sale. Excuse me. It has the borrower name and vesting. Now, if you're on, let's say you're me, the professional, um, and you're maybe the investor or the you, you're looking to purchase, you're looking to help somebody out. This document also has the borrower's name and vesting. This is very important because you want to know who should you be contacting that owes this money to the investor. Who do I speak with? Right. Who who has the authority? And that's why you want to double check borrower's name investing. Very important because deed fraud is also on the rise. People are doing funny business, funny business out here. Funny business. Although it's not funny. There's nothing funny about fraud. Uh, it has the date of sale. What sale? The trustee sale, the auction sale. Again, I'm going to bring you back to this slide real quick. Notice right here. Uh, let's go to it. Boom, right here. It has October 6th, right? So October 6th, it has uh, 10 a.m., 10 a.m., 10 a.m., right? So again, this is I just me putting in the county. You can go in here, change your state. Um, let's say Chicago, right? So um, what's that? That's California, Colorado, Connecticut. What state is Chicago in? Oh, my gosh. I just had a complete break. Illinois, right? That's Illinois. What county? What county, Bomo? What, let's do an example together. What county? Give you a moment so I can take, take a drink. Thanks for hanging with me. We're going to wrap it up in a few minutes. Stick around for those bonus tips, though. Those bonus tips on how you postpone the trustee sale date when you need more time. Uh, what county? Um, I think last time somebody was telling me like, uh, okay, Cook County. Appreciate it. Let's look at Cook County. All right. Let's 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 pick a date for Cook County. Let's see. Let's do October 6th too. Because sometimes I think they actually do them on specific dates. Okay. Nothing comes up. So let's go October 7th. You see what I do? You know, I just go like this. And I see if I can find so far nothing. Wow. Nothing on count. Let's look on a Monday. Ooh, nothing. Hmm. Everybody's paid on time. That means no, no defaults, no auctions recorded. All right. Okay. Let's see. Let's do a couple days out. Nothing. So you see what I mean? You just kind of search your county, see, but other than that, um, maybe another county. Let's do uh, Clinton. Let's go to October 6th. Now I'm determined to find one. I'm determined to find one. 
Okay, I won't, I won't tie us up here, but you get the gist of it. Um, this is just one website, by the way, that I use. There's actually another one. So again, it, it can also be specific to uh, the companies that are in charge of the trustee sales date. All right. So cool stuff. Feeling good about that? It's just that easy. This thing is also pretty sensitive about the dates. So if you come across any of the trustee sale number, that's cool too. You can also go to to the court as well. The courts will post some of this stuff too as well. It's just different ways. There's different ways to, to get into this stuff. Okay, let's get back to this. Place of sale, as you saw in our last example, it said where and the property address, the property address meaning the property that's being sold and more important, the total unpaid balance and it includes the deficient amount. So can you imagine, let me give you an example. Um, I was consulting with a client, which unfortunately, uh, I recommended her to attorney, especially because she owed $11,000. Property was worth $520,000. No, no, $460,000. $460, I think they flipped it for like five. So yeah, I said they flipped it, meaning a couple things happened and went wrong in her direction. Not working with a professional delayed the timing of her getting more time. She kept calling and emailing and sending letters. And it's unfortunate because the reality is um, these companies, in my experience, I'm really sad to say it, even though they're supposed to be compliant and respond, they don't really take borrowers and property owners as serious unless two things. One, they're working with an attorney or two, there's a real estate professional involved because we're also licensed by the state. And so we are regarded as having more knowledge and experience than the average person. And so that's why I behoove you when you're in this process of requesting more time that you should be working with a professional, albeit an attorney or a real estate professional, because it just helps streamline the process, keep it organized and accountability. And in her instance, she went to the bank um, the day before the auction date, wired the money. She had the wrong account number that she said she was transposed or given to her incorrectly by the trustee uh, representative. They gave her the wiring information. She went down to the bank, attempted to wire the amount she owed, which was, let's say, 11000 However, did not and went to the bank, filled out the form, and she got her receipt, but did not realize her receipt from the bank and the banker, for whatever reason, did not notice or didn't tell her that the money was returned because of an incorrect account number. She then receives a notice a couple days later that her property had been auctioned. Sucks, right? Ah, what do you mean? I just pay, I wired the 11,000. So Unfortunately, in that instance, I mean, she was given an opportunity by the investor who paid the total outstanding balance, which was what she owed on her loan um, was, I think it was like $60,000 and the past amount was eleven. So imagine coming up and being able to bid on a property that uh, was 70, what, six, uh, what I say, 60 and 11, $71,000. It, that's real. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Excuse me. So that's the unfortunate reality. And this is why I'm saying working with a professional is very important. So purchasing a pre-foreclosure, here's the risk. What no one's telling you, but I'm going to tell you because I read the fine print. You should read the fine print too. When you are bidding on the lien itself, because that's what we're talking about, is the lien attached to the collateral. What is the collateral? The property. The lien is the amount owed, the mortgage, the note. When you are bidding on the lien, you may not be receiving title, which is the ownership of the property, free and clear of any and all liens on the property. Here in um, California, we also come across PACE liens, HERO liens, CAL HAFA, which means down payment assistance uh, liens or subsidized loans, second and third, right? Uh, junior trust, junior liens. 
there might be additional liens that comes with that property. So you can pay off the, you know, first lien or second lien or third lien. You might pay, might be bidding on a third lien, but there's a first and a second that also hold position, right? So very, very important that you do your due diligence on that because that is the risk you get when you're bidding in, uh, on these pre-foreclosures. Now, if you're a borrower or, um, excuse me, if you are under contract, and I've had these instances, this is what we're talking about specifically. If you are in the process of purchasing a pre-foreclosure and you notice that things may not be moving as quickly in the sale process and you're nearing the auction date, you can ask the professional or you as the purchaser, you can communicate with the trustee and request the postponement on your behalf as the buyer or the borrower. Um, I should have said buyer here, not the borrower, because borrower then confuses it with the person who owed the money. So let's, on this part, specific slide, I mean the buyer. What do you need? The executed purchase agreement, meaning the purchase contract between you, the seller, uh, excuse me, between the seller and you as the buyer. The borrower's net sheet, means it shows the escrow sheet, uh, escrow charges, purchase price, the contract price, whether you're getting out a loan, how much you're bringing to the table. Uh, so escrow and title can prepare this for you. And you also need to include proof of funds, meaning your down payment and closing costs in order to close on that deal. If you're doing a loan or doing hard money, private money, uh, if you're doing a, a, a regular type loan, then you should attach your pre-approval letter or any conditional approval letter, um, a letter of intent from the hard money uh, uh, lender. Hard money usually is, do, is the LOI, is the letter of intent. And then if you're purchasing, of course, in an entity, make sure you're including, or, or also in um, proof of uh, funds can also be line of credit. Lines of credit is popular too. So LOI, LOC, pre-approvals, POF, which is proof of funds. So if you can provide that as a package to the trustee, they can request, they will present that to the investor, the person who was pursuing the foreclosure action and looking to auction the property. They present that to the investor and it's subject to approval. And once they have everything, they will grant you, if they know you're a ready, willing, able and bona fide buyer, they will grant you the extension of time so you can close on that purchase. Because what's key here? What does the lender or investor want? Hmm? What do they want? What do they want? Money. They want the money. They want to be paid. That's what we're talking about. They want what's owed to them. Okay, moving on. So need more time beyond that. Let's talk about a couple ways you can get an extension of time. Extension means postponing the auction sale. Have I done this? Yes. Have I been successful? Yes. And then there comes a time where you will be denied and time is up. So you're going to be expected to perform it as you're requesting for more time. Listen, as I said this before in the opening, this is not legal or tax advice. But as you are doing this and working through this process, yes, there are ways to postpone it legally, right? You, you file a, a, a suit against the investor. Um, you basically file an injunction. Some people attempt to file bankruptcy. Let me tell you about bankruptcy. I'm going to have this discussion now. Bankruptcy will tie it up for a moment, temporarily. But because you sign paperwork that gives the beneficiary, which in this instance is the lender, the right to auction your property for monies owed to them by you, that bankruptcy will only delay install time. So be careful about throwing money into filing bankruptcies and, you know, trying to be creative and, you know, pushing the, kicking the can down the road, because ultimately it's just not going to work. And ultimately you're going to have a judge dismiss it and they will order, you know, they will grant the motion for the lender to continue to proceed with the foreclosure and the auction. All right. 
Let's not play with this. I'm giving you real tips and strategies on how to get time to liquidate. This is in, in the event of, let's say, with on our first extension, extension one, um, it stops the clock temporarily. They're supposed to stop in when you are asking for a loan modification. So let's say you did nothing, you were stressed out, you've come to me, you've come to a professional. They said, have you responded to loan modification? Have you attempted it? No, I don't know what that's about. I get all this mail and paperwork. I'm just stressed out. Okay, let's start there. Let's see if we can modify this loan. They will stop the clock. They have a requirement to respond to you, review your paperwork. In that review process and considering you for a loan modification, they cannot pursue auctioning off the property. All right. However, this does not apply to reverse mortgages. Yes, those, you know, mortgages that have been, you know, making waves and noise about people saying, oh, my grandparents did a reverse mortgage. They sold the house to the bank, essentially. That's not true. That's a misconception and a myth. Uh, reverse mortgages, the borrower, homeowner, property owner still retains ownership of the property. That just means the uh, successor trustee, executors, administrators, once that person passes away or ends up in a permanent uh, home, meaning they've they've been placed into a home, they no longer live in the home, the lender of the or the uh, owner of the reverse mortgage can call it due. And that mortgage is, or note is, is paid in full, it's due in full, meaning you now have 30 days to come up with the money, they will give you time. I mean, they, they give you time. That time looks like this, 30, 60, 90, 180 days. If you are successful in getting these extensions, you're, you're talking about, you know, uh, two six-month extensions at most a year. And I kind of put the timeline here. So on our first extension load mod, if you're eligible, you'd be able to get that time. Let's say you're denied the loan modification, not eligible. The reality is your finances are not where you think they are in order to retain this property. So again, we're still talking about liquidation, but you still more you need more time, right? That time um, will achieve a couple of things. Properly marketing the property. If you do go on market, you can sell off market as well. And also gives you negotiating uh, advantages and negotiating on your terms, right? A price that is fair, that makes sense, that pays off what is owed, allows you to walk away with a net proceeds, meaning money in your pocket and on your terms. How much time do you need to move, right? You might find someone who's willing to give you two weeks after you get the money to go relocate. They may give you one week. They may do a 30-day lease back. Those are some options. Depending on the climate and the temperament of the deal, it depends. No guarantees. But at least you're starting the conversation. You're able to negotiate on your terms. Okay? So extension two gives you about 60 to 90 days if the loan mod is denied. Then proceed to the next option, like I'm saying, which is liquidation and selling. What do you need in order to get that time? You need to provide a copy of the listing agreement signed by you and the real estate broker that is assisting you in marketing your company, marketing your property for sale to maximize the equity in this current market. That's how we maximize it, is marketing, right? Marketing. They will give you that if you do off-market. Um, it's another conversation, but you could still successfully achieve selling your property off-market. Sometimes people want to do it confidently, quietly, on the hush, no sign, no open house. They don't want the neighbors to know. We offer specific, we being our brokerage, our company offers specific pricing strategy and options for that particular type of sale, okay? Um, and it also keeps it off the internet. It, it's a private, private sale. It's, it's interesting that our systems have gotten hip to this. I was doing it before the system allowed that. But it's good. I like it. I like that we can adjust with the times. And the reality, not everybody wants their business out there and on the internet. True? True. All right. So you'll get about 60 to 90 days. You've got to show the copy of the listing agreement. This is the part where I see clients get really nervous about this. It's like, oh, my gosh. In this process as well, when we're dealing with reverse mortgages, we also are able to do the gift, gift of equity sale, meaning you can sell to a family member on the reverse mortgages. 
Um, they do have this requirement on the other loans called an arm's length sale, meaning cannot be related when they're when they're doing sales like that. Why? Because they don't want you to um, try to avoid, uh, you know, the, the taxation. They don't want you to um, sell it below market value. Like it's got to be a clean, fair sale. All right. So see your real estate professional for more details on what how to structure that deal. Extension three, right? So you can get another 90 day, days if you still need more time. But who can request this? Brokers agents can request a marketing extension. Marketing extension. Again, make your case. Say, hey, this is what's been going on. This is what we're doing. We were prepping. We were this. We were planning. We had to do a clean out, et cetera, et cetera. We need more time to properly market this property. Or, hey, guess what? The market is shifting and adjusting. We need to revisit our pricing strategy. We need more time for marketing. The trustee will then grant you, right, with approval of the investor or owner of the loan who you who the client owes, will grant you the extension of 90 days for a marketing, a marketing extension is what it's called. Can it be denied? Yes. Have I had it denied? Yes. So then I go to my next option, right? Extension four, 30 days. I will get 30 days. And I got this successfully done on one of my last transactions. Latest transactions is that after we were doing this, we did this as steps. I'm giving you my strategy. Why? Because I'm generous, right? Why? It's because like if you can benefit, I mean, someone can benefit from at least trying to do a couple things with either retaining the family home, with getting more time to pay off what is owed, because that's what we're up against. We're up against paying off what you owe. If you can reinstate your loan, reinstate your mortgage by paying what is owed, this all goes away. But if you're not successful in doing that, then as professionals, whether you're working with a licensed attorney, an experienced investor, an experienced a real estate professional, then we go through getting more time, right? Postponing the auction. Because once we're at auction, that is it. It's a, it's a wrap. And you may not know this, right? Prior to today's show, did you know this? this? Did you know it was possible to postpone the auction sale? So now we're on extension four, which is our 30 days that would be granted. And it's just the extension to close your escrow or settlement. What do you need? You need to provide proof of the executed contract. That's your purchase agreement. You need POF, which is proof of funds, your down payment and closing costs. Those are usually in your bank statements, your pension, whatever the source of funding, where it's coming from. And you need the estimated close of escrow date. Escrow can provide that. Settle, a title can provide that. And then more importantly, they want to see a copy of that payoff. Did you even contact them and order the payoff and say, hey, I want to pay you, right? Because that's something that comes from them. They have to genera generate that payoff. Uh, when they're not playing games, sometimes these folks will drag their foot. It's, it's, it can be very intense, I'm telling you. You've got to take really great notes. You've got to be on, on, on the clock because uh, they open 7 a.m., uh, you know, 7 a.m., which means for my time, it's like super early because that's East Coast time. Oftentimes when you're dealing with these uh, trustees and the mortgage servicers and the middle people to communicate to the investor or the owner of the loan, holder of the loan, we call it lien holder. And so taking really great notes, tracking your calls and following up. That's how you're successful at anything, I, I think, right? What do they say? Follow-up is in the money. It is definitely, or the money's in the follow-up. Following up, keeping on track, staying on top of it. Because if you miss out, every day matters that you need to successfully close on the sale or, or get the extension. Because they will say, please allow 21 to 30 days for us to respond. You go, I don't have 21, 30 days. Right. You don't. So when you're on top of this, it gives you enough time. What I do is I calendar. I go, if I don't hear by this date, I need to send a request and I need to get on the phone and I need to make sure I have emails, fax, and mailing addresses. If I send anything by mail, I send it certified. I need a tracking number and a receipt that someone received it when they received it. 
All right. That's the important part is tracking this information. All right. With that, I say. Um, oh, wait, I have one more slide. Let me bring it back. Um, with that, I say I want to say thanks for tuning in, for watching. Very, very, uh, you know, loaded topic. We just went just over an hour because I was showing you the website on how to track the trustee sale, see if it's legit because there's scammers out there. But if you or someone you know is facing foreclosure, do not wait. Contact the HUD Housing Counselors. Um, they help you for free. Contact a real estate professional. They will also assist you in guiding you with the steps, right? Uh, you want to work when you work with someone as in terms of real estate professionals, oftentimes people will go straight to liquidation. Um, they want to take the listing, sell the property. I think I should, I, I encourage you to invite, um, or, or I encourage you to explore the options of what other options do I have before I have to sell? That's something we explore as, as a brokerage, as a team, as serving our community. We practice pro property retention first, and then we talk about liquidation. Property retention is how do we help you keep this property first? So our motto and, and our guide is just the same way as the HUD housing, housing counselors. In fact, if we were, if my mindset or our motto or approach was the opposite, meaning straight to liquidation, then I wouldn't even be talking about HUD housing counselors. But you are required to, to work with HUD housing counselors. Let me also say this, it is free. It is free to get help if you're in foreclosure and it is against the law for anyone to charge you to get help if you're facing foreclosure. All right. With that, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been really fun, really um, information-packed as usual. And comments, questions, feedback. How are you feeling about this information? Lots of information. But please, the beautiful thing is now it's on the World Wide Web. It's archived on our platforms. You can go back and listen to it. Take those notes because there was a lot. And of course, if you need to reach out to me, feel free to send me an email, lisa at lasuperagent.com. And I'd be happy to give you my freebies is the CFPB's Consumer Financial Protection Bureau Homeowner's Guide to Success. Gives you a, a, a budget sheet, worksheet, your homeowner bill of rights. Understand what your rights are when you're working with the mortgage servicer. Understanding the difference between your mortgage servicer and mortgage lender. It gives you the HUD um, housing hotline tons of information. As we're shifting into a market where more people may not, my nose is tickled, excuse me. I'm like, ooh, something's tickling my nose. Uh, when we're shifting into a market or an economy where more and more people are facing and receiving notice of defaults and notice of trustees, and that is the reality. That is the reality that we are in. We deal with reality people. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Appreciate you again. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.